the Father has been having me prepare for um, today and tomorrow, almost like it's the new year. Um, I didn't, I haven't been understanding why um, until um, I looked and I, I followed the Hebrew calendar, Hebraic calendar, and we're actually moving into a new month today. Um, this new month, the month of Tammuz, represents... Um, really it represents a new beginning but it represents light and darkness which is very interesting and I've been really trying to figure out what that means and um, the letter or number that's associated with this month is Chet which is the number 8 and the number 8 represents um, these new beginnings but it also represents light and a doorway of light so to connect that I was worshiping here earlier um, at the beginning of the um, instant service and I didn't understand why the Lord um, took me back to um, a time in my childhood and um, and then why he wants me to get on this stage and talk about this I don't know but um, he says if you're not willing to shed light on the dark areas and let people know that you're not ready to talk about the abundance. <laughs> You're not ready to talk about that. The blessings, the material things. He wants to shed light on the dark areas that we don't want to talk about. So 26 years ago, I was 7 years old. And my best one, of my best friend and only friend in my neighborhood, um, we were playing in, the, in Chicago. We call it gangway. It's like the driveway. Um, concrete gangway. We playing basketball. And... Um, he goes to the candy store. It was right on the corner. I could see it from my door. And um, he said, well, well, come with me. Let's go to the candy store. So I, talked, I told my dad, like, I'm about to go to the candy store. And he's like, no, you're not. You're going to stay right here. And I didn't go. And a day later, then it was the next day, and then it was the next day, and the next day. And... All I remember is um, all the lights and the news cameras, the news people and news vans everywhere. And um, my best friend was murdered, um, mutilated, and put in a dumpster a block away from me at seven years old. So in the first seven years of my life, I felt that kind of tragedy in the first seven years of my life and I don't know why he brought me to that I didn't understand why he gave me that uh, memory as I'm sitting here and I'm praying and it, I'm like where is this coming from and he showed me from every milestone how he was there he never left he never left the season that we're walking into is going to require a level of transparency a level of um, lack of shame lack of condemnation about what he did in your life and who you are he said you don't get to tell about the good things if you can't tell about where I brought you from if you're not willing to open up and be transparent about where I brought you from and why is that important? You got um, in the news, you see it over and over and over again within the last week, 
people committing suicide right in front of us. Not just the people that's famous, but the people that's not famous that nobody talks about. 22 veterans every day are dying. They're killing themselves. So what's going on where people are taking their own life? And we as the church don't talk about anything. We don't talk about it. And he wants that level of transparency. He wants us to be able to talk about it. He said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we say that to talk about the things that we do say, like the words that do come out of our mouth. But we don't talk about the words that don't come out of our mouth, the things that we don't open up our mouth and say. So the father said, I don't get to tell about the beautiful story, about the the vision board and the car I had and how I got the car and how he gave it to me and how he took it away and how he gave it back. And you want to talk about that because the people are thirsty to hear about the material things that I do. They thirsty to hear about the fact that I can give you a new car and I can give you a new house and that's low level blessings. That's low level. He's calling us to save people's lives. Low level. We cut out these pictures and we put it on our vision boards. And we think about we want millions of dollars and we want fame and we want to be able to talk on stages and get paid for it. And it's low level because it's people that are taking their life because of what we don't want to talk about. It's no condemnation in Christ. None. So how many of us are being bound by our stories that we won't open up our mouth and talk about? That's where he placed his light on. He lit up those areas in our lives, those dark areas where we were committing, some of us attempting suicide. Some of us went through things that are the unthinkable, have never opened up and talked about it. And this is the time because he want to shed light on those areas because it's people, it's somebody listening on this page, and this is the last stop before they take their life. And they want to hear what's real. What's real in the body of Christ, not just the hoopla, what's real. What you went through and how he brought you out of it and how he never left you. He was there the whole time. He never left you. Because you don't get to praise him for what you think is the good thing. You can't praise him for that. You don't get to do that. And that's what he told me. So I don't get to tell you about all the wonderful things he's done for me in the past six months. If I can't sit up and tell you how he saved my life and how I didn't even understand for so long why he spared me. Why me? Why did he choose me? I could have been that. I could have been with him. I could have been abducted with him. Why did he Why did he let me stay? Why didn't he take me? Every one of y'all got a story, a real story. And in this season that we're walking in, it's the doorway of light. He's shedding light on everything. And if you're not willing to be transparent and open, then you're not ready to receive the calling that he has on your life. Don't even say you're ready to accept ministry if you're not ready to crack your life wide open wide open because it's people very lives that's depending on it they're crying out and God is telling you tell your story tell them tell them and you won't tell them because you want to look good so you won't tell them 
And they need to know. They need to know. Because that's what's saving their life. They need to know. That we are real. That he is real. People are tired of hearing a sermon. They want to see it. They want to see a sermon. A living, walking testimony. They want to see it. The Bible is a living word. Not a piece of paper. Not a black and white. It's a living word. That's supposed to live in us. And if we can't crack our lives open and be transparent, we might as well leave the ministry at, right at the door. Just leave it there. Because we're not ready. Hallelujah. Go ahead and lift your hands. Give God thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. Oh, glory to God. Just take a moment and give God thanks for sparing your life getting you through all of your hard times those things that unfortunately religion has made us to be ashamed of that the Lord was with you in the midst of come on open up your mouth give God thanks for bringing you through that <clears throat> we bless and honor you O Lord God thank you Lord Jesus praises be unto thee O Lord God oh thank you Father God thank you O Lord God for our testimony of coming out our testimony of coming through in the name of Jesus thank you for protecting us Thank you, O Lord God, for getting rid of the shame of the things that have happened to us. Thank you for delivering us, O Father God, and giving us a testimony so that we can share with others, O Lord God, who are in the same thing that we were once in. So we praise you. Thank you, O Lord God, for this. Thank you, O Lord God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, O Lord Jesus. Come on, lift your hands one more time. One more time. Give God thanks and praise. Bless his name. Come on, open up your mouth. I shouldn't have to beg you to praise somebody that delivered you from death. Thank you, O Lord God. Praises be unto thee, O Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praises be unto thee, O Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, O Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praises be unto thee, O Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. We thank you, O Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praises be unto thee, O Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. We thank you, O Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Praises be unto thee, O Father. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. We bless you. We magnify you, O Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for this time of prayer, this time of worship, this time of intimacy, this time of ministry, O Lord God, in order to challenge us to come up to a high level in you, O Lord God. For Jesus held nothing back. You are calling us to do the same thing. We thank you, Lord God, that those tests, those trials, those tribulations that we went through that were allowed, O Father God, will be used, O Lord, on purpose to deliver many men and women out of the bondage that they are in. So we thank you, O Lord God, for what you have created in our midst. Thank you, Lord God. You have created transparency. You have created realness. We thank you that you have created humility and openness, O Lord God. And so we thank you, Father, for what you are doing. We thank you for all of the healing that has and will take place as a result of us sharing our testimonies. Help us to be transparent. Help us, O Lord God, and remind us, O Father God, praise you always through the thick and the thin through the bad and the good through the past the present and the future so we bless you and we honor you we thank
thank you, Lord God, for these things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All in agreement with that said. Amen, amen. Glory to God. You give somebody a hug. You return to your seats. thing of trying to make it seem like everything you know like you have everything all together y'all Jesus didn't even have that testimony I mean even when it came down to him having to fulfill his assignment he gets to the crunch time moment and asks his father is please tell me there's another way please tell me there's another way please tell me there's another way and that's when he said you know he was in great agony in the garden of Gethsemane and said that he cried as great drops of blood because he didn't want to go through it, you know. But how many know there's some stuff that we got to go through in order to save some people? Because for eternity, it won't make a difference. Y'all, the problems that we are in and we experience all day long, when you're in the problem, it seems like an eternity. But in eternity, you will never remember the problem. And that's hard to imagine, but that's what, that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going. And so it's so important, you know, to, you know, just in, in the light of what she shared, you know, Albert and them were on the street, and uh, um, ministering, and it was a uh, couple in the car that rolled up on him and said, "Hey, what are y'all doing? What y'all here doing?" And so Albert and Jerry ministered to him, and and, uh, and so it was was interesting is is that they were like, "Ah, okay," but then they parked the car and then came back, walked, said, "We back," <laughs> and so uh, so they had a chance to minister to him, and one of the young ladies is interesting. She wanted to know what their testimony was. You know, as you can tell, this girl is intelligent. So Albert gave his testimony about the things that he went through and how he came to Christ. And so then the young lady turned to Jerry, what's your testimony? And so Jerry then shared her testimony. This is a good part. Jerry's testimony about her abuse and what she had gone through and how she came to Christ was exactly to the T what the girl had gone through. So this got her attention. So they ministered to him. And then Sunday morning I preached. And I'm, this is no lie. I mean, when I did the final benediction prayer, they walked in the door. And so, uh, and this is where getting out of yourself and, you know, I know our church makes some people uncomfortable. The way that we do things, the way that I do things, though, is for the purpose of making sure that I catch everybody as much as possible. And so it was the end of the service. How many you know that's not the time to say, well, you know, the service is over with. Y'all can try back again next week, you know. And so, uh, so a couple of y'all were there. You know, I spent another, I don't know, good 45 minutes preaching an entire sermon to them. And so, uh, and so it was just good because they were just locked in. They just locked in. I just was pounding them because they accepted. They had accepted the Lord as their Savior. And so I was pounding in them enough word to try to hold them to the next thing. You know, I was just pound. We talked about everything from praying in tongues to God's will to his destiny and, and dreams. The Lord had been giving both of them dreams. 
and uh, and both of them have been having candy dreams. So when we talked about dreams, I talked about the dream book that we use, and and they were like, uh, well, punch in candy. You know, we've been having dreams about candy. And so, you know, let me say something. When it comes to people that are living a bad lifestyle, it's the last thing you want to bring up. Okay, even if they bring it up, don't really deal with that. Say, don't worry about that right now. Let's just worry about getting light and power on the inside of you. Okay, and so, so, uh, but it's interesting when I brought up the definition. Um, the, the main definition for candy means to be involved in a lifestyle or involved in things that uh, are really, really good, tasting good to the flesh, but it has zero spiritual nutrition. And so they were both looking like, hmm. And so, so I didn't talk about that. I just kept on preaching life, kept on preaching life. I told them to give me three months. I said, if your life doesn't change in three months, walk away from the church. But it was the transparency, somebody being willing to share. Because you know what? Let me tell you something, you all. Um, the negative things that you have gone through in life, unfortunately, the religion teaches you to wear those scars as a badge of shame. Um, when you get to heaven, you will actually see that these negative things that you have gone through are badges of honor. You will see this. I remember, uh, um, it just, Lord just reminded me of a testimony I was reading of a lady. And uh, when she went to heaven, the Lord caught her up to heaven and she was allowed to talk to her mother. And that she noticed that there was something that's hard to understand. Because like, some of you are like, well, I wouldn't want anything like that in the back of my head. But it's hard to understand the level that heaven operates. But anyway, so her mother had a, a beautiful, like, a diamond in the back of her head ingrained there. And um, and she remembered that that was the same spot that her dad had hit her mom in the head when she wanted to go to church. And it produced a big scar. You know, the, 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 the scars on your physical body and the scars on your spirit and the scars on your soul uh, these things on the other side are shown to everybody through for eternity. See, they receive the scar, but they overcome anyway. You know what I'm saying? You know, you see these, you know, how they have the purple heart for military. You know, he, he gets that thing, and it's a sign of pride that this man went through this, so he gets this reward forever. Okay, so <clears throat> these things are very, very important. You know, there have been some things that the Lord has kind of given me a window into to just let me know what is to come, you know, the prophecies and everything, but. So, you know, I just encourage you to, uh, to be transparent. You know, thank God we have a, uh, we've created an atmosphere by which uh, people uh, feel comfortable, at least some people, they feel comfortable, you know, sharing what they want to uh, uh, share. Something was uh, uh, shared this past uh, Saturday. You know, Jonathan got up and shared about, you know, his masturbation issue and how the Lord delivered him from that and what he was doing to his wife and how the Lord forgiven him. And his first time visit, it was just like, <laughs> y'all not going to stone him, you know? And so, but how many know all of us got sins? More than one. Okay. And I understand that sometimes we and I want people to know what they are, but when you've been delivered from it and you know who you are in Christ, you'll share your past sins. Cause you know, if you look at me funny, it's because you're not worthy, not me. Because if, if, if my heavenly father has forgiven me, forgiven me and cleansed me from all unrighteousness and has redeemed me and has restored me and sees me just the same way as he sees his own firstborn son, Jesus Christ, I really don't care what the whole planet thinks. 
because y'all don't have nothing for me for eternity. Not even a memory. Okay, so those things are very, very important. So I just I just felt led, you know, uh, to go on this. Uh, I will say this, that the, the last five years, it's funny how I trick y'all. Y'all don't believe me until it come to pass. The last five years was poverty based on the next few years. Uh, I'm telling you, it's straight up poverty. So, so we're kind of going over into a dimension now where we will pull away from everybody. And what I mean by that is the planet, the occult, atheism, agnosticism, religion, pull away from most churches. Even Lisa, she gave a prophecy about how we will be known as a church. They will be like, that church over there, they're on an entirely different planet, on an entirely different level. So, so that's what we're going to be going into. Everything that we've preached up until this point was foundational. It's a reason why it's on the website the way it is. So that I can, and there's a couple of more pieces to that. So that I can bring first-time visitors in. Point. See this? Okay. This is the membership class. Okay. If you miss up. Now you can switch over and listen to this on tongues. You can listen to this on marriage. You can listen to this on um, singlehood. You, you can listen to this on the rich <laughs> series. And there'll be one more piece and that'll be the healing. And I have all of that foundational stuff on there. Um, because the church will be more of a deep pool to share higher level things on a very simple level. You know, to give you an example of it, I was doing my uh, confession sheet, writing out what I want to declare for myself. My wife was sharing something with me about a gentleman she was listening to and, and how he had created this confession over himself that he listened to every morning when he was shaving and how he listened to that thing and just what he was declaring over himself he ended up losing like 30 35 pounds something like that without changing his diet or exercise i got a friend right now his wife lost 30 pounds in one night that's not that's yeah and you know what you know what that's hard to believe because we don't see that and I'm, i've been trying to i've been trying to merge this big bridge between the bible and reality and what the scripture says they all walk you know how many you know we, nothing has happened at Lionheart Church yet that has even caught up what was in the Bible yet. We're getting close. <laughs> We're getting there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to merge this, but it takes a while because because planned church and, and, and thinking that the order of our services is in the Bible and the religious stuff and men playing games, it created this barrier that is so thick. And the barrier is in the minds of men and women. Okay, it's not a physical barrier. It's a spiritual mental barrier. And so then God will call somebody and then he has to come back and reteach things and reorchestrate things and reorder things. And then the barriers on the inside of the minds of men begin to shrink and then the glory of the Lord can begin to come in. But yeah, uh, she exercised faith for it too. Woke up next morning, you know, and she kept believing for that thing. She got tired of not losing weight, woke up the next day and her dresses didn't fit. He showed me the pictures and everything. This is my friend. He crazy though. He, if I don't even have to tell you. All I'm, I'm, I'm going to just put this in your mind. One of my crazy friends. Now, when he visits the church, I won't have to tell you who it is. You'll know. Yeah, that's him right there. He is crazy. In a good type of way, but he's crazy. But, yeah, so so the dimension that the Lord is walking us into is one by where we live from a place of heaven. It's not a exercising, you know, faith and tapping into it. It's you live from that place. So as I was, I was filling out my confession things, um, the Holy Spirit began to have me write this. Now listen to this. Where are we going? It was this is my conf confession over um, my physical body, and I wrote down the, 
matter of fact, I think I got it written down right here, Lord. Let's see here. I want to put this in your mind. I got so many notes, Lord. I don't even know where to. Oh, here. To, please let it be it. Oh, yeah. So listen to some of this. I will live to be at least 100 years old. As each day passes, I will age in time, but not in strength. My body will defy science and the negative forces of sin and the negative process of old age no longer works on me. Therefore, I will not age like other men. When I turn 90, men will still think I'm in my 40s. When I turn 90, I will be able to exercise like I'm in my 40s. When I turn 90, and I got some other stuff here, I will not die before this time. I will not die from sickness and disease. My body will not grow weaker over time. My body will grow stronger over time. I am free of sickness, disease, illness, infirmity, viruses, and infections. It is literally impossible for me to get sick. The only way it is possible for me to get sick is if Jesus gets sick. Every organ in my body functions as a brand new organ, free of any problems. Every organ in my body operates at the highest level of efficiency and strength. My blood pressure and cholesterol levels are at the normal healthy levels, and my arteries are completely unclogged and free of plaque. My bones are strong, my muscles are strong, and my body is full of divine energy every day. It is impossible for me to die in an airplane crash, car accident, or even by a bullet or explosion because the force fields of heaven protect me wherever I am in the planet. There is no weapon in earth or hell that has the ability to prosper against me because I am one with Christ. Y'all got that? Okay. So that's kind of, not kind of, what the Lord is asking me to go into now is, now I'm asking you now that the foundation is set, is to teach the people how to live in such a way where the scientists want to run tests on y'all, where they accuse you of being aliens. Now, now some people are like, oh, brother, he's going too far. Wonderful. Just because you think I'm going too far doesn't mean I'm going too far. Truth be told, stuff I got down here, God is poverty. Y'all, you do realize the Bible says that Enoch was taken out of the planet before he died, but he did that by faith. It did not say it was God's will. It says, by faith, Enoch was snatched out of the planet and did not die. So, you know, everybody has a stop limit. And I do too, but the Lord is increasing mine where there's no stops. But that's what we're getting over into where you begin to create, first of all, see, this is going back to vision boards. You put down your reality on paper. Because I mean, no, I mean, no, that's crazy. When you start talking stuff like from this day forward, Okay, the normal aging process will begin to reverse as I go forward. I mean, you know, that's some crazy stuff right there. They, <laughs> they be like, okay, this dude lost his mind. You're absolutely right. I have lost my mind. I have the mind of Christ. But y'all, what I just mentioned to you, it's already in the Bible. It says the children of Israel, it says not one of them died. It says it was not one feeble one. So not only did they not die from sickness and disease, they weren't even frail. No one needed a crutch. No one was feeble or weak. They just died of old age. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Hey, y'all remember, y'all remember Caleb and Joshua? 
Bible says that, uh, that Caleb was 40 years old when they went into the wilderness. And then 40 years later, you remember what he said? Go back and read it. He said, he said, as my strength was 40 years ago, so is it now for going in and going out for destruction and warfare. He said, my strength has not waned one inch, not one millimeter, not one degree. He said, I got the same mentality and the same mental proudness and the same physical strength as I did when I was 40 years of age, even though I'm 80. And then he said, so give me my mountain because ain't a thing changed. That's Old Testament. When you play in church, they don't even imagine that you can operate in this dimension. But it's a dimension that Jesus died for. So, that's where we're going. That's what the scripture means by my favorite three phrases. Glory to glory. Increase you more and more. Your path becomes brighter and brighter. Okay? And so, that's what she shared is very important. Because the Lord does not want us to walk. How many know, and the scripture says that, that, that with knowledge comes pride. It says knowledge puffeth up. Well, if knowledge puffs up, what happens when you're actually walking in that knowledge? You become prideful. And then, you know, you never went through anything. You are above, you walk it in the glory now, and you are now above the individuals that are in the stuff that you used to be in. Because once again, like she said, why did I get chosen? The stuff that we've been kept from, it ain't like it was a vote. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you had to give a performance. Okay, we're going to kill five people today. Okay, and it's six of y'all. So we're going to see who can do the best performance. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this had nothing to do with you. I know for me, it wasn't until years passed that I was able to look back in the past to determine that God saved me. Saved me and I didn't even know he saved me. It wasn't until you get mature and you recognize, oh, he saved me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so so I'm just encouraging you that uh, um, you know the Wednesday format, format is going to be the same. We're going to more get over into this whole we're we'll going to pray in tongues like this, come to the altar, and then out of that, we'll minister. Out of that, we'll minister. The things that I will share, what's interesting is, it won't be deep to new people. It'll only be deep to the ones that's been in church all their life. I have always been amazed. Those two young girls that were at the altar on Sunday talking to me, I went into some deep stuff. And, 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 and I was like, you know how the Lord just leads you into saying stuff before you? I said, y'all follow me? It was like, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. You know, it's like, I was going too slow. You know, and, 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 and you have to remember, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Jesus preaching simple and deep stuff, all of the stuff to people who had never got any prior teaching on those subjects, and they weren't saved. They didn't have the ability to build themselves up in the spirit to be able to handle the weightier things of God. He preached that stuff to men, women, boys, and girls in the desert sometimes for eight hours at a time and they wouldn't move say so it's a lot of things i've had to change and i encourage you to be here this weekend because i'm going to show this uh teaching this weekend um it's a video it's not me i'm gonna be sitting right there with my kleenex ready <laughs> serious it's, it's powerful it's going to and and i have to be totally honest with you it's almost like what kena shared tonight was the appetizer for it literally I'm telling you, it's it's like it's like that 40 minute preaching session is just a bigger version of what she what she shared on tonight. And um, um, oh, um, 
And so, uh, so I highly encourage you to uh, to be here to listen to it. Don't be late. You can invite somebody if you want to. And I'll give you a hint, and that is by T.D. Jakes. And uh, he already is a preacher. That man is anointed to preach. That man, I'm going to get there one day, y'all. I'm going to get there. Okay. He is the preaching version of my teaching. What you'll find is it flip-flops, though. How many of you know who Kenneth Hagin is? Most of you don't know this. When Kenneth Hagin started the ministry, he preached like T.D. Jakes. I could not believe it when I saw it. I could not believe it. So sometimes what you find is, is that the teachers in the beginning, over time, they become preachers. And the preachers in the beginning, they slow down and they become teachers. I'm trying to operate in both. <laughs> that T.D. Jakes anointed is a trip. Man, he'll make you pick up a whole car and just slap it on somebody. Ooh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I got excited. But uh, but T.D. Jakes is already an anointed preacher. But this message, that's, this is not him. This is something else. This came from heaven. Trust me. And it was right in divine alignment with where this church is at this very moment. So I encourage you to be here on Saturday. Uh, we're not going to have praise and worship. You know, I'm probably because I'm going to I'm going to read one passage of scripture and just bring out three definitions. So when he gets to that point, you will know what he's talking about and fully understand it to be able to grasp it. But I'm telling you, any of you that's ever been through anything and even if you even even if you haven't, it's going to pull some deep rooted stuff out of you. I told you I cried for four and a half hours straight rivers, just rivers. I didn't, I didn't even know all of that stuff was in me. I mean, I was just like. And then it was, I was like, I was crying about the past and then also crying about the stuff I had to do to deliver people in the future. So I have a huge price to pay. So I'm doing things differently now. Huge price to pay. So it's a huge, huge price. And so, uh, um, so I just encourage you to do that and then, uh, get ready to let you go. And I just encourage you to maintain your confession. You all about this time is where you get to what I call the dead space preach a preach a message like this called rich everybody is excited it's kind of like going on a long vacation i mean you're going on a vacation you didn't packed up the car oh man we about to get there you know boom you packed it up and you have visualized you got everything set you're excited okay you get out there on that road your excitement how many you know you get out on that road and it's dead space it's dead space that's when that agitation you know man you know it's how many you know it's worse parents when you got kids in the back Okay, because they don't have no, because see, your kids, remember, see, you got to remember, there's a very good parallel here, and that is, this road that you're going on, the Holy Ghost is the driver, and you the kids in the backseat, and, and and when you drive your kids, and you tell them, y'all, we going to Florida, okay, I remember when we took our kids on that cruise, and we, you know, we left uh, Atlanta, and we had to drive to Florida, it was only like five, six hours, how you know, when, when about an hour go by, them kids like, hey, when we getting there, man, when we getting there? You know, because the kids, they don't have a clue of time yet. They don't have a clue of distance yet. All they know is the excitement when we got in the car. You packing stuff in, the kids are excited. But you get out there in dead space. And them kids get agitated. And, and they get to thinking about the excitement. And because they can't wait and they're impatient. Come on, man. What, man, how long now? How much further now? You know, if you one of them crazy parents, we're going to get there when we be there. You know, <laughs> we'll be there. How much longer? You know, hush, you know. And they just keep asking you, asking, asking you. All it is is the agitation of when this is going to come. Because that's the agitation when you get out there in dead space. And so in the same way, with this Rich series, it's the same thing. The difference is, you the kid in the back seat. Going to where God promised you, he taking you. <laughs> okay. And so at this point, you're going out there in dead space. And so 
you're going in order to maintain your confession in dead space you're gonna have to keep confessing the word you're gonna have to keep on giving god things because that dead space will fool you that dead space will make you think ain't a thing changed but the holy ghost is driving and you don't know how far the distance is from here to your manifestation so just keep those things in mind because we're all going someplace thank you oh lord god so we're gonna create a deep pool huge deep pool you can feel it in here now deep pool deep pool but you're going to see uh manifestations that are going to scare people scare people so you know <sighs> thank you oh father so maintain your confession man came because right now you're in that dead space and that thing is scary because it'll it'll because i felt it today i felt it today it feels like the whole universe went flatline it's just like you know you you got the excitement of everything and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and it's like it's like nothing has changed but you just feel ain't a thing going on you look at your vision board and you're like oh what oh Somebody, it feels like somebody turned the electricity off. You know, it's like somebody turned the lights off, but it's still on. It's, it's a weird feeling. And all it is, is that's the feeling when you get out there on the road and the Holy Ghost is driving you <laughs> from what you got on paper to the manifestation of it. It's called dead space. You know, in a dead space, nothing changes. And it's usually at nighttime. You keep driving, you see the same cows. See, when you, when you first get out there, guess what the kids say? Ooh, daddy, look, cows and horses. Ooh, daddy, look, some more cows and horses. Ooh, daddy, look, some more cows and horses. After about the third time, they don't, why? We, we, this, I'm tired of looking at cows and horses. I'm tired of looking at trees. I'm tired of looking at the same old grass. And that's in the daytime. It's worse when it's nighttime. Because all you see is blackness. And all you can see is just right in front of you. Because the headlights, is, everything is created to show you faith. The headlights don't show you 10 miles away. It just shows you a few feet in front of you. And all you can do is just keep driving to the few feet in front of you. You just keep driving. And because you keep driving, the headlights keep showing you a few feet. A few feet, you just got to keep on driving. A few feet, a few feet. If you just keep doing that day by day and don't pull over on the side of the road, you'll get to the destination. But the same way we have children is the same way that God has children. The same way that you really don't have a way to kind of accurately, and, and we're we talking about GPS days. GPS days, oh, of course, this will be there an hour and 15 minutes and five seconds. But y'all know what was when we had them deuce in the quarter cars, them Buick 20, you know, them Buicks back in the day. You didn't have a way to accurately gauge time. You know, just, well, just wait, boom, boom. And then when you get closer, signs start popping up. So that's, that's how it is. It's excitement in the, in the beginning, then dead space. And then when you start coming out of dead space, signs start popping up. Because hope deferred makes the heart sick. So they can't let you be in dead space too long without giving you a reminder that you're on the right track. <laughs> ah, thank you, Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, so... Yes. So that's where we're going. So it's amazing how you can let the Holy Ghost be and still have a powerful service. Okay. I saw something yesterday, though. When I, I saw something yesterday, did you get a chance to see that yet? You didn't know. Okay, that's okay. I saw something yesterday, and uh, I was like, oh, the church is going to have to come up. 
we gonna have to come up fast. But when I saw it, it's like my mind exploded from here to there. And so there are a lot of interesting concepts that we're going to come up with, y'all. You're going to see some services. You're going to see some services where uh, we, uh, it's going to be crazy stuff. You're going to see services where we'll have all of the men, uh, we'll have a men's meeting, but we'll go out to a beach and preach to the men in front of the ocean and then put that on. I mean, it's some of the concepts that we're doing. Let us know if you're interested in this. We're doing something called the 60-second 60, 60 sermon. This is all outside stuff. I want to see the sanctuary all day long. It's all. It's called a 60-second sermon where you do a 60-second sermon, spoken word, or rap. And then we add a music track to it. And this is the stuff that we're putting out. So we're going to do one with the teenagers. It's going to be a 60-second sermon. They're going to be standing on top of an old raggedy car. And it's just, I mean, let me tell you something. It's very dangerous for me. It's two things you can't let me do. Give me $10 million dollars. And then let my imagination go. Oh, 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 nobody could compete. Period. My wife tell you, she, oh yeah, he can put on a show for you. He can put on a show. Well, I could put on a show, man. Woo! Hallelujah. <clears throat> so, but this was weird. It was the um, the the world is taking the things of God, pulling Jesus out of it, and pulling in numbers. Because they're doing it with passion and they're thinking creatively and they thinking outside the box and we still singing songs that they sang in church 50 years ago. Talking about come to our revival. It's not a revival. It's not even dead works. This is remember when Jesus said twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Okay, so, you know, so I'm 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 really, really excited. So I'm gonna ask you to do and that do this one thing, and that is just to be have that commitment to be here as much as you can. We're going to all get involved. We have the tools necessary in order to plunder hell and depopulate it. We have every tool necessary. Trust me, everything is in place. Everything is in place. The basics of it, I should say, in order to dominate culture, in order to turn and twist. And they ain't going to be able to do a thing about it. Trust me on that. So, hallelujah. Go ahead and stand. sermons just come out of me boy I didn't even y'all I didn't even prepare nothing Jamal said what's the scriptures so I ain't got nothing today I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> it's just crazy but that's that see you let me tell you what so but just being led by the Holy Spirit he can say more without you being prepared than you could say preparing for a hundred years you just could just like that dead space thing that came out of nowhere just boom. so lift your hands father in jesus name we give you thanks and praise we bless and honor you and give you thanks oh lord god for your goodness and your mercy thank you oh lord god for speaking unto us thank you oh lord god for bringing us out thank you oh lord god for creating a people that have let go of dead works creating a people that no longer gossip creating a people oh lord god that no longer are afraid Creating a people, oh Lord God, that truly have been healed, truly have been delivered. Creating a people, oh Lord God, who will do great exploits. A church that will shut Satan down. So we thank you, oh Lord God, for what you have birthed, what you have brought forth. We thank you that the foundation is now created. And where we go from here, oh Lord God, we thank you, oh Lord God, that we cannot imagine it. Because you are taking us someplace. You are taking us someplace. 
thank you, O Lord God, that every person will make it. No one will fall by the side. Some will move slower. Some will move faster. We thank you, O Lord God, for this journey that you are taking us on. Thank you, O Lord, to be glorious. Thank you, Father God. Bless you, O Lord God, on tonight. We bless and honor you. Praises be unto thee, O Lord God. So I just worship the Lord for a moment. We give you thanks and praise. something that's less responsible y'all got me it's so important so so we're gonna cut it off right there it's a nice hallelujah thank you jesus <laughs>